James Bond. James Bond. You're a wizard, Harry. I drink your milkshake. You can't handle the truth. You gotta tear me apart, Lisa. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Movie Mafia Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Trout. Joined here again today, Gabby, Max, Carter, Lauren. We got the whole crew together. Finally back again. Gang, gang. Oh, man. All right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now that we're back. Yeah, now, now that we're back, how is everybody's, you know, past couple days been doing? We, we skipped last week's episode, unfortunately, but we're here now. So what have you guys been up to over the past week? It was so McFlippin' hot out yesterday. It was like sweltering heat. I got sunburnt. I went to the punk rock flea market and I bought fox bone earrings. I'm not wearing them, but just imagine there's bones dangling from my ears. Nice. nice. Yeah, man. I mean, I had my graduation party uh, not, you know, a couple days ago, not too long ago. Finally graduated officially it feels like you know on a covid semester everything's all weird how was the party you get lit yeah you know something like that something like that a little, a little too much family over so had to be yeah. um so you can't <laughs> actually party at the party no 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 but about as close <laughs> as you can to it <laughs> oh my gosh well i know that you guys i know that max and carter are just chomping at the bit to rip my head off here so uh, let's, definitely, yeah. let's just get right into it, okay? So Marvel released their their trailer for the you know their Eternals. Um, that's gonna that film is gonna be coming out in November. So quite a ways off, you know, a little while off. I gotta be honest. I watched the trailer today, and I was just. Oh my god! Welcome back to the Jacob Hates Everything podcast. <laughs> so, I do love a lot of things, but not when Marvel puts out boring lame ass trailers i'm sorry but i'm sorry i love a lot of marvel movies but like this does not look good uh what did you guys think it, it's the most it's the most promising marvel trailer in a while it looks unique it looks like an actual movie not a superhero movie kevin feige's blown away by it yeah all the marvel execs are already saying that this is the best marvel movie like it's you can't judge it just off of a trailer just because there wasn't your typical like Marvel action all over in the trailer doesn't mean that the movie isn't going to have that. It's going to have that. They're just letting us know ahead of time how unique and different the movie is going to be. Yeah, I think I think saying that it's the best Marvel trailer in a while is a little bit disrespectful to Loki, if I'm okay. being honest. Because well, I no, thought the Loki maybe, trailer was I, really good. If that's what I said, that wasn't what I meant to say. Uh, definitely the most different Marvel trailer in a while. Okay. And pro- I think I think what I said was most promising, not best. Okay. And I agree with that point because well, yes, they tried to they you know they talked about the Avengers at the end of the the trailer. It didn't feel like it was connected to anything, which I thought was a good thing. That that's what a lot of people's problems are with the MCU is that everything has to connect and everything has to tie in. I like that this is a totally different world. Who knows how it's going to tie in? Which is how we kind of felt about Guardians of the Galaxy before that happened. So. The cast also is great. Like, Angelina Jolie is back in an action movie. I mean, isn't that great? And then, you know, Richard Madden and Gemma Chan are leading it. And there's a lot of good – I mean, it looks good. It looks – and Chloe Zhao just won Best Director. So, good yep. person behind the camera for this. Definitely. You know, I, I think they're – I don't want to hate on it too much. All right, I just wasn't a fan of the trailer. I'm still going to watch it. It's, a it's still Marvel-related. I'm going to watch it. But um, It's a teaser. 
It's not supposed to show anything major in the trailer yet. That, that, that's fair. I think I think uh, Marvel gets a lot of praise, and they, may, they do a lot of really good stuff. And I'll praise them when they do very good things. But um, I, I don't think they should just be uh, blindly praised all the time just because they're Marvel and they're amazing. You know, sometimes you, sometimes you got to criticize. We were doing, but you know? okay. No, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> saying you are, but I, I just have to defend. You know, sometimes sometimes <laughs> you got to criticize. Uh, you know, sometimes you gotta criticize them, and they they released a trailer that put almost nothing out there, and it was kind of just like, you know, we don't really see too much of what's going on, and I get it, that's fine, you don't have to explore everything, but everybody online races to like, oh my god, it looks amazing, like they really showed us nothing. Two minute preview. They really showed us nothing, but everyone has to race online to talk about how good it is. I don't know, bro. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. um, Maybe it's just because. Like, for other than, like, Star Wars trailers and Marvel trailers, I don't watch trailers. Like, I like going into movies blind. So maybe it's just because that's the kind of person that I am where I don't like to see a lot of the movie ahead of time. Because if they put all the cool stuff in the trailer, what's the point of watching the movie, you know? That's fair. Like, yeah. I respect that. That's I talked about, talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. They put everything in the trailer, and then I really didn't love the movie because they put everything in the trailer. That's when Marvel suffers. I thought this was... You saw all the characters on screen. You saw the world, and that's all I really needed to see before a movie comes out. I don't need. Mm-hmm. To, I don't need the story yet. Fair enough. Uh, I'll let the movie speak for itself, and when it comes out, I'll definitely yeah. be there in theaters to watch it. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, it's going to be a November release, so we have quite a ways off. You know, until that actually uh, comes out. You know, hopefully by then. Uh-huh. I mean, theaters are starting to turn around now. Um, hopefully by yeah. then they're, they're back in you know full strength, and we get this the experience that I know everyone's looking in theaters for. And. Mm-hmm. Um, on that topic of your you know experience in theaters, I did want to quickly yeah. touch on we got a Quiet Place Part Two is going to come out in theaters this Friday, um, so and that's going to be just only in theaters until its theatrical run is over. Then it'll be on the Paramount Plus streaming service. So you know I don't know you know if you guys have watched the first original Quiet Place or not. Um, Max, I believe you have, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I adore the first movie. I think it's really really fantastic. Um, it's one of my favorite movie theater experiences ever. The fact of pretty much dead silent the entire theater and people are not trying to eat popcorn. They're trying to be in the theater as quiet as possible. It feels like a community event. And um, this second movie was supposed to come out right as the pandemic was starting. So it's really exciting that we're finally getting the movie. Um, and people are loving it. I think it already has like a 90 to 95% right now on Rotten Tomatoes, which is really good. Um, and again, it's still John Krasinski directing it. It's still Emily Blunt starring in it. And I'm, see- I'm seeing an IMAX on Friday, so I- I'm dying to see this movie already. Absolutely. And, you know, like you said, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are the husband and wife duo that kind of, you know, were in the first movie and back again in the second one here. Um, I never saw the first movie 100% through, but definitely a good about a good amount of it. And I really enjoyed it. And I could definitely see how that in theater experience where everyone is trying to be quiet to kind of mimic what the actors in the movie are going through. It definitely changes the atmosphere of a film from just being something you're sitting in a theater to watch until something you're experiencing. Um, I could definitely see all that it is really appealing and you can count on me being in theaters uh this friday to watch it absolutely um, and, this is a good, and i just want to say too this is a good span of horror right now um spiral came out i think last week or two weeks ago this is coming out friday conjuring's coming out next friday we're getting a lot of horror movies which is really exciting absolutely absolutely and you know on top of all this movie news that we've been getting that you just talked about we got a little bit uh, of a of a drop the other day that Timothy Chalamet is going to be the star in the next Willy Wonka movie, just titled Wonka, as far as I can tell. 
Um, oh, really? <laughs> yes. So wow. w- what are your guys' Creative. thoughts? Yeah, I no. know, right? What are you guys' thoughts? No. <laughs> I literally don't like him. Like, yeah, he's a good actor or whatever. But I can't. I can't. His... Okay, have, if anyone has ever seen what he looks like, I was kind of telling them beforehand. You know the apple skull emoji? His face looks exactly like that. Like, his... Like, mm, I, don't even do it. I just can't, like, stand. Like, everyone's like, oh, my God, he's so attractive. And I'm just like, what do y'all see in him? Because I know, like, I'm pretty basic when it comes to my type. But that's a little extreme. Like, mm, it's questionable. I think they could have chosen... Like eight hundred people better than him. Who do you want? Who do you want? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it looks like um, they, he beat out Tom Holland narrowly for oh, this role. Oh, really? Wow. I don't know if you would have. I'd rather to see, see Tom Timothy Chalamet in this. Me too. Tom, Tom Holland. Really? I don't know. I I like Tom Holland, but I couldn't see him as Willy. It's not worse than John Depp. I would probably want Zach. That is true. No, not Zach Efron's too old to be in a prequel movie. Yeah. No. Zac Efron's like so mid thirties at this point. Zac Efron is used to playing high schoolers though. That is middle aged man. So <laughs> at this point though. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, but the, I, I did love to you go, Carter. Oh, the, I, I was I was just gonna say really quick, the one thing and this it it ties in just because it's about Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet, however you say it, but not really as Wonka. The one thing I do kind of like about him is that he's just kind of like one of the only new like huge names in Hollywood. He like Timothy Chalamet is on his way to be like the next Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, like one of those like big like a big Hollywood name. And it's like just nice to have something like that because I feel like we haven't for a really long time. I think that's just kind of a relief. I agree. I, I'm a big Timothy Chalamet fan. I really love Call Me By Your Name, and he was really good in that movie. Um, I thought Little Women was really good, and he was criminally not talked about in that movie being really good. Um, and he's gonna be in Dune, which is coming out too. So I mean, he's I mean he's a big he's a big actor at the moment. So I'll, anything he see he's in, I'm, I'm mostly gonna see. Definitely, definitely. Um, I've seen seen Call Me By Your Name and it's a good movie. It's definitely not one of my favorite movies. And he's also in Lady Bird and that's a really good, like stereotypical, um, like coming of age movie. And I think it's really good, but like, it's not my favorite. I don't know. There's just like something about him that I don't like as an actor. And I mean, like we all have that, like one person, I think he's the one actor for me that I just can't like get on like the train with, you know what I mean? Like everyone, like. What's the yeah. metaphor? Everyone knows the metaphor, but I just can't get on board with, like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I just feel like we... Don't come for me, but... I don't, I don't want to say this, because I feel like this is something that's, like, oversaid about, like, movies, but who asked for this? Like, uh, and, like, that's terrible to say, because you never ask for movies, and the movies that always end up being the best movies are ones that you never would have, like, seen coming. But, I like, just a Wonka prequel... What is there to know? We know we know he has a factory, okay? <laughs> I just there's nothing I'm interested in. How like, did he get his fortune? Like pre pre making the factory, he had to have money to make the factory to get like more rich. Because he went on the excavation, right? Excavation. Yeah. And he found the Lumpas. A, what was he actually looking for? What was he really trying to find? Was he trying to find them? The and then he, where did he get the money? Did someone hire him to go out there? What's his? What are his passions in life? You know, what else? What other hobbies does he have outside of playing with little kids? 
Lauren, I'm not even going to lie. In, like, those 20 seconds that you talked about that, you actually kind of hooked me for the movie. Like, now I'm actually kind of... No, you kind of just changed my mind. Like, they they did try to do that in the Johnny Depp movie. Like, they literally tried to give him a backstory as a kid, backstory going in the jungle and finding everything, and I just didn't like it at all. So I don't know if this is going to work. Remember the backstory from the movie? I just remember them being, like... He was a weird kid growing up. Like he was different. Probably an Aquarius, honestly. He was giving yeah. me big Aquarius vibes. But also had to have some type of Capricorn in there also. I'm seeing an Aquarius Capricorn rising. Something like that to get him. You know what I mean? Like, because he's got to be consistent enough to keep the factory going, but also adventurous enough to find the Oompa Loompers, you know? He does give me very much Aquarius vibes. I agree with you. Let's psychoanalyze everyone's zodiac. <laughs> I will absolutely do that. Oh my gosh. Welcome that... to the Zodiac Mafia podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize we had Ted Cruz in this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Old joke, but it's still kind what of fake. Wonka. Billy Wonka. Mm, we could probably move I'm on. Yeah. Can I play Willy Wonka as a kid? Oh, I want to play the little snobby rich girl, but Victoria. Yeah. Daddy, <laughs> not be in the movie. Oh my gosh. Is she the one who turned into a blueberry? Because, like, spirit animal right there. Either that or Simple. an Oompa Loompa. I think I can fall into one of those categories. Oh my gosh. Wait, there was the girl who gets, like, stretched. There was the blueberry girl. Blueberry. <laughs> Veronica, is that the name? Veronica. Daddy. Yeah. Right? Well, I like the kid that was like a gamer. He was he was yeah. funny. Yeah. Max, you oh, give me Charlie vibes. Max would definitely be Charlie. If we were Max the wonky kids, Charlie. Max would be Charlie. Oh my gosh. Hey, I can see it. I, I can really... see it. <laughs> right? I think we can all see it a bit. Who, so who's... in the original Willy Wonka pre-Johnny Depp, did they have also like a backstory? Or was it like more vague, less vague? There wasn't I, a big backstory on Gene Wilder's one, is there? I don't no, think so. not I don't think there's any backstory at all. Like, just it's the last time I watched it was probably like 2019. I was on vacation yeah. with my one friend, but I think they make like him looking back, mysterious. maybe he's a Scorpio Moon, you know, because oh he's quite mysterious. Yeah, no, yeah, but he's a Scorpio. Isn't that the point, though, of the character to be mysterious? Kind of, it's not like the point. So I don't know why we need a movie to yeah. explain. Yeah. Isn't it well, and, and is this a prequel to the book, the Gene Wilder version, or the Johnny well, Depp what version? What happens because in the book? How much I don't know. I've never read it. But you spark noted, maybe? No. Have you read someone's notes on the spark notes? <laughs> no. Willy Wonka's a children's book. You're talking about this like I would have had to read it in high school. No. <laughs> no, I feel like Alice in Wonderland is like a real book, isn't it? Like the same genre, like freaky, weird kid shit. Is I feel like, like Alice genre. in Wonderland, like the book, is more mature than Willy Wonka. I kind of I don't agree know. With maybe that. I agree with that. That's true. That's true. The book Alice in Wonderland. I've read. I've read Alice in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass, and they're both like pretty dark, especially Through the Looking Glass. I feel like Willy Wonka could be very dark. Like they could make it darker. Yeah. Definitely. I think yeah. that when you're casting Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet. I keep saying Chalamet. No, I, I definitely think it will be a bit of a dark movie. Do we know who's directing? Because That's a big deal. Because Tim Burton did Tim, not... I was just about to say. No, I was just about to say. Bring Tim Burton back. Bring no, him back. No, no, no. I, 
<laughs> Tim Burton for me is a real hair mess. Um, it's a real hair mess, enough. Tim Burton. Like, I do not like his Alice in Wonderland movie. I do not like Dumbo is awful. I, I, I really, recent years, he has not been good. Because I love Beetlejuice and I love the first Batman. Beetlejuice, just, like, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. I love Beetlejuice. Oh, he's done three times. Oh, the director of the Wonka movie will be Paul King. He directed Paddington. And I remember it was oh. Veruca, oh. not Veronica. Veruca, oh. Veruca, Veruca. I can't remember her last name, but I got the V part right. We're doing we made progress. Can you believe that out of everything we've talked so far, we've talked about the Wonka movie the longest, and all <laughs> we know is that Timothy Chalamet's been casted. The most potential, you know, oh like what if he's like. What if he's actually like asexual or like, you know, what if he's like gay? Like Willy Wonka could have Willy some Willy Wonka needs to be gay. I yeah, no, it would make yes. sense. Yes. 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 Maybe yes. he was diddled by a priest as a kid. Oh, that I could Lord. see that oh. him to go into the jungle. Oh. Some oh trauma God. in his life. Not what if somebody Guys, I have so many ideas. Um, I'm gonna guess like his parents like neglected him and then died very early on. Welcome to the Wonka Mafia podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Moving right along. Yeah, I'm absolutely. gonna Google Willy Wonka birth chart. Come on, Jacob. Come on, okay. We, yeah, you guys are right. We absolutely we gotta move on. We gotta move on. Um okay, so but I do want to talk about what we missed last episode, and we missed uh, last week, I should say, is uh, Bad Batch, episode three, and then now we have also episode four to tag on to that. Yeah. It's a six-episode series from on Disney+. Plus. So, 16. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah, 16. So, yeah, so, so you guys have... Big difference. Yes, my bad, my bad. We're a quarter of the but, way um, through. Absolutely. So you guys have episode three and four that you have watched yeah. already. So, you know, Carter, Max, what are you guys' thoughts so far? Personally, uh, episode three, I wasn't really the biggest fan of. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not really about like the Star Wars. They're, it's like a common thing in Star Wars where it's like, we're out of this. We need to go stop. I mean, that's also the catalyst for episode four. I just think episode four was a lot better. Yeah. Episode three was probably my least favorite so far. Feels like not too much going. And that's ugh, one thing I will say just about the show in general is that and it's fine because this is 16 episodes. It's not eight like The Mandalorian. They have plenty of time to go further into this. But it definitely, like, at the moment, it just feels like it's going nowhere. Like, I can't tell where they're going with it. And I'm not sure if I love that or hate it. Because it just kind of feels like we're just watching them do whatever. Which kind of works in The Clone Wars. Because when you're watching The Clone Wars, you probably already know what's coming. Like, Order 66 and Revenge of the Sith. So, like, just watching them do whatever is fine. Bad Batch, we have no idea where this is headed. So I just think it's yeah. kind of... Weird, weird, we don't really know where it's going so far. Episode 3, though, we did uh, finally get to see Crosshair in action, like, with the yeah, yeah, yeah. Forming Empire. Very cool. I love that. All of that was great. But, like, the A-plot, like, the bad, the actual Bad Batch stuff, I just didn't really find that interesting. What do you think, Max? I like the fourth one a lot. I like Fennec. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Fennec from Mandalorian. So, Fennec was in the Mandalorian. Um, she's going to be in the Book of Boba Fett. She is now making her debut in animation, which was really exciting and made the episode a lot more fascinating because you're not really sure what she was like 30 years before the events of her teaming up with Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. So um, I thought it was interesting. I did get kind of tired of Omega just being the character that just is a kid making dumb mistakes so yeah. we have a plot every episode. 
Um, but I said in my review, I was like, I hope this is just it. I, I get it if it's like two or three episodes, but if this keeps going, it might get pretty annoying. Yeah, definitely. And it also just kind of brings up, like, obviously, like, the Bad Batch, they're really starting to... You really see, I mean, Hunter's affection for Omega, we've been seeing throughout the whole show, but I feel like definitely uh, Wrecker in episode four, like you got, and the end of episode three, you really got to sort of see that Omega's really starting to grow on him too. But I mean, other than that, it like you're de- you definitely have a point where like, why would the Bad Batch keep her around? Because we got to keep in mind, they're wanted by the Empire. Like, and like, realistically, like with this little yeah. kid around that keeps screwing things up, like you wouldn't want to keep her around if you're wanted. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I do think it'll get better though. Um, yeah. It looks like Fennec will de- almost definitely appear again in this season. Like, yeah. I, 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 definitely not like a main antagonist, but um, definitely Cross secondary. Hair. We'll have to, Crosshair yeah. seems to be the main. I was definitely. shocked that we didn't see any crosshair in episode four. No, that was the only I, thing I was shocked about. I, yeah, we, we had crosshair episode one, then no crosshair episode two, and then episode, th- or there might have been a little in episode two, but at least not a yeah, lot. Yeah, two. And then, uh-huh. yeah, and then episode three, we had uh, crosshair, and then episode four, none again, which kind of, I don't know, is a bummer. Like, that yeah, really is. Yeah, exactly. Like, the only Bad Batch members I really, really, really care about are Hunter and Crosshair. Like, the rest of them are cool, but uh, I, I just don't really care for them Echo. that much. Yet. I love Echo. Echo's my favorite. Yeah, but you only, love Echo, you only love Echo because of the Clone Wars. Like, no, no, I love his um, sarcastic humor with um, Tack the entire time and him being a droid. And then I, that, I like his that humor. That was funny in episode four. His yeah, humor is great. Cool. But also, um, this world that we were on in episode four was really cool, and I thought the animation was really good. But yeah. as you said, like, I guess I'm also mixed bag of where is it going? Because it feels like there's not really a plot yet for mm-hmm. our main characters. They're kind of just walking around, being chased by what's the end goal. Yeah. And because we don't know if this is if there's a season two, we don't know if this is going to conclude in twelve episodes with a finished storyline. I really mm-hmm. don't know. I, I hope they don't end it this fast because, like, yeah. the point of the show so far seems to be, like, to bridge the gap. Like, originally it was bridging the gap between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Now I feel like it's bridging the gap between Revenge of the Sith and, like, Rogue One A New Hope. Like, sort yeah. of, like, showing us the evolution of the Republic into the Empire. And I, I think that would work for, like, one or two seasons. But what I think would be really interesting is to see maybe if the Bad Batch survives past like a new hope like like during like the main like original trilogy and if they were around during that i think that'd be really cool to see if we could get toward that it'd be really cool I, I still think rex is still gonna show up which is that's gonna mm-hmm. be exciting whenever oh yeah definitely up. but yeah it is i think it is if you know clone wars you know that in clone wars there's a lot of filler episodes and i think the last three weeks really since the first episode They've really just been filler episodes, which for yeah, me is fun because I like the characters, I like the worlds, I love Star Wars, but at some point, it gets to a point where it's been too many filler episodes, and that's yeah. where it has to... By Trust Filoni, so... I was I'm just about to say, Trust in Filoni, like, it, yeah. it'll it'll work out. It'll be good. It will. It will. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, like we said earlier, Bad Batch is a 16-episode series, and Season 1 is the only season out right now, and obviously there's not confirmed whether or not there's going to be a Season 2 or any future seasons, mm-hmm. for that matter, uh, as of yet. Um, episode 5 mm-hmm. is going to be coming out this upcoming Friday, so I'll definitely, until then, I'm, I'm going to try to finish out Season 7 of Clone Wars so I can get finally get on this train with you guys. Um, yeah. Raise your hand if you think that's going to happen. Hey, place bets, bro. Place a bet. You want to bet? <laughs> Do, do not do not underestimate my ability to binge, my friend. 
Don't don't under, don't just, underestimate. You might, you might just start watching Shadow and Bone this week instead of <laughs> watching instead of watching. Damn it! How did you know that? Why yeah, start watching High School Musical: The Musical: The Series season two instead of that? <laughs> Jacob, Gabby's oh, watched more new content since the last podcast than you have. Not true, my friend. Not true. Okay, Jupiter's Legacy doesn't count. Ooh. Well, I also wow. watched I also watched Magic Mike two. With my girlfriend, oh my so. god! Very topical. Everybody's been talking Morgan, about Magic Mike too lately. Jacob, there's some things you should not say. Oh, Listen, he asked. He asked. All right. Look, the dances were pretty good. Plot subpar. That <laughs> Magic Mike, Magic Mike two at subpar. Fine. How about the first one? No, the first Carter, one was a lot better. Ideas. I don't think Yulia would do. Moving that. right along. <laughs> Yeah, Gabby, you, you mentioned the High School Musical, and, and if you want to uh, talk about it, we'd love to hear what you have to say. The stage is mine, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Okay, so High School Musical, the musical, the series, <laughs> season two came out two weeks ago. Um, There's new episodes every Friday. So, so far, there's only been two episodes. Um, Episode one was kind of just, like, setting up for how the rest of the season is going to go. Um. Olivia Rodrigo, who plays Nina, she is going to boarding school, so we already know that she's not going to be, um, well, as we know, she's going to be kind of away and doing long distance with Joshua Bassett, um, who plays Ricky in the show, and it was kind of like, episode one was definitely just like an ode to last season, it felt very much like last season, and then um, episode two kind of was like, okay, now we're getting into, like, enough of last season. Now we're going to do, like, this brand new season. They're not even doing High School Musical 2 as the play. They're doing Beauty and the Beast. And so um, we have a couple new characters that were introduced. Derek Ho, um, who is known for his role in Dancing with the Stars, plays Miss Jen's, like, ex-lover or whatever from high school. And he seems to kind of be... Um, like, the bad guy of this episode, they're having, like, a rival with North High, um, and it's, it's really good, I'm really into it so far, you can see there's a couple of characters, there's this new girl, I think her name is Lily, and she didn't get cast in the musical, and so you, the end of the episode, um, comes with her saying, hi, can I reach North High's drama department, and we're like, oh boy, like, here's, it's kind of giving me Camp Rock vibes, like, the one girl from the one school is now going to the other school to kind of be a rival with them. So we'll see how that goes. But for so far, the second episode has been my favorite. So Absolutely. that's kind of how it's been so far. And I'm really looking forward to the next episodes because it's really good. Like, I'm really enjoying it. So Absolutely. And it looks awesome. like there's it's a 12-episode series. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have about uh, 10 more episodes left until we get to the end here and then and the third episode will be coming out this friday ironically yep. the same date as the bad batch we'll see which one I'm i watch cool. i will be watching one I oh <laughs> you gotta be kidding dude if you skip out on season seven no offense because i'm sure high school high school musical the musical the series has its audience and i'm sure it's not awful at least this new season but dude if you skip out on season seven of the clone wars and these first couple episodes of bad batch to watch Two episodes of High School Musical and the Musical in the Series. I'm actually going to be uh, very confused. <laughs> don't tell us until we're on the air. Don't tell us until we're on the air. Okay. What a surprise. Good or that bad. Is, a that's a good point. 
Fair but enough. also Cruella is coming out, so I'm going to be watching that as well on yes. Friday with High School Musical, the musical, the series. <laughs> Take a shot every time I say High School Musical, the musical, the series, because it's a lot. It's a mouthful. Oh, my God. Are you, paying, are you paying for it on Disney Plus? Or no? Are you seeing it in a theater, Gabby? I'm probably going to go to the theater with my friend. Yeah. But I'll let you guys know. I'll keep you updated. I can't wait to go to a movie theater. I haven't been since yeah. December, so. I'm seeing that Thursday. I'm excited. Very nice. Definitely. I'll tell you what. It seems like the only time I watch anything is if my girlfriend forces me to or I'm doing it with her. So she does want to watch Cruella. So 50-50 shot, I actually go to the movies and see that. Um, and if I see that and I don't see Clone Wars, then I'll be sure to rub it in your guys' face. All right. Okay, but not a quiet place, right? Just watch. Cruella. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I could, I could at least date Cruella. I'd be okay with that instead of Clone Wars. Fair enough. Fair enough. There we um, go. <laughs> but let's get to what I actually did watch uh, over this past. Take a watch something, we watched, guys. I watched Jeez. Jupiter's Legacy. Me and Lauren watched Jupiter's Legacy. I watched we struggled. that. We struggled through. Bro, Jupiter's that that it didn't make any sense. Their outfits was ridiculous. The plot maybe was there. What plot? Um, so, okay. So, these... So, you watch it, and you're in two different time periods, so you're already confused, and you're a little nauseous from the time traveling. And so, in the old, in the, the old past, what's it like? The Great Depression. You start off our main character, old man dude. His, he watches his dad kill himself. And, you know, like, that. That's fun. That's interesting. You know, some some liveliness. And then he goes on this weird vision quest to find something he doesn't know what it is with like his his like pals, and they go on an adventure. And so they get they go get tested by this island, which has its own consciousness, and it gives them superpowers by just working together, not very in an advanced way, very very simple, just cooperation. And they get these, like, they're able to, like, fly and do any any basic superhero abilities. And, like, you're watching when they get the powers, they go into, like, this weird, like, portal thing. They're on a different planet. And then they come, they get the terrible costumes from this weird place. So that's the biggest issue I have is that whoever gave them these awesome powers gave them the worst outfits anyone could have come up with. Like, it would have worked if it was, like, Invincible type and they were, like, drawings. That style could have worked. But in, in that live action, these outfits are ridiculous. The characters... I don't really know how to judge acting, but I want to say it was bad. Or maybe the characters were just written so terribly that the actors had nothing better to do but make it bad. I don't know. But, yeah, basically, that was the beginning. Some Some stuff happens in the middle, and then at the end... It's like these mind people are mind fighting and, um, you know, probably like, probably like everyone's like deceiving each other. And I think they're their own enemies, honestly. But yeah, I don't know if I would watch it again, but I would like the powers, not the outfits. Yeah. The, the, the movie or the, the show I should say is Absolutely. You did a great job. Round of applause. But uh, no, seriously. Sign up for and, my TED Talks. <laughs> absolutely. And, and it's so difficult to like summarize a show that makes no sense. Um, uh, the best way I could try to do it would just be to like this show, the, the show is trying to be so many different things. 
Um, for yeah. one, it's it's trying to be Lost style. If you guys watch the you know famous TV show Lost, where every episode they kind of like backtrack and they show you the, the the past while also showing you the present day. So it's trying to like you know outthink itself by showing you the past and showing you all these you know it flashes um, from current time back to the 1920s where you see all the characters you're seeing now. Um, but they're much, much younger, and you watch them as they go through different traumatic things. And they try to figure out the, their world and eventually leads to them getting superpowers, as Lauren said. Um, but this reveal that they get superpowers means nothing because you already know they have superpowers. Are they so, from aliens? Like who? They who don't gave explain them? anything. None, none of that. And that. That's the whole thing that we're hoping they explain, yeah. and they don't. I, would, I hope it's aliens. I, I have no idea because they didn't tell us. Um, and then it just, it's so it's so poor. So they're trying to do this lost style where they go back and forth, like I said. And they're also trying to do this um, style where they want the current day younger superheroes, like the, the, the younger generation of superheroes, like the teenage, mid, early 20s superheroes, to kind of rebel against their parents because they're the um, – they're like the yeah, – out of touch old generation superheroes like the yeah, older people are all like oh you can't kill that's what they think you know that you can't kill it's the code you have to follow the code but the super the super villains are killing the superheroes so the heroes want to be able to kill them back so it's this whole thing where it's like they're trying to have this big overarching discussion on is it okay to kill a supervillain you know is it moral is it right are you just are you still good if you kill a supervillain which is but a really the, interesting concept. The show but they don't is so it. bad that you can't really get into that deep, the depth of that, because they make the show so weird. This is like if they honed weird. in on that more, and they like maybe if they didn't do the flashbacks and like the soul searching and the trip, like maybe if that that flashback came later on after you get to know these younger people first, or like absolutely, it's like a it's like a sensory overload. You get too much information, and it's just not palatable. Yeah, and then on top of that, you have all the small things they fail on. Like, Lauren touched on it, the costumes are horrific. The CGI, there's, there isn't any. Like, the, 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 there is no budget for this, for this show. Like, the, the, the combat, the fighting terrible. scenes are terrible. There aren't, like, the punching, like, the, the actual, like, combat is very minuscule and hardly ever happens. And when it does, when it's they, choppy like, and you can't fast, see anything. And They're, like, when they're trying to run fast, it's really funny. Yeah, it looks terrible. It looks horrible. It's not good at all. There's no part of this is good. The characters, not good. There's no there's no good dialogue. There's no good relationships between characters. There's no characters has any good, no characters have any good chemistry with one another. Um, mm -hmm. There's nothing good at all. The, the, it's like an the, Aries. The action's not good. The, they don't look aesthetically. <laughs> it doesn't look good. The plot makes no sense. It, it's incredibly confusing. And this was like the number one rated show on Netflix for like a couple of days. And it's probably going to get greenlit for a season two. I hope not. I hope not. But but it's like I would watch it. <laughs> Could it like get it, worse? the show's so <laughs> bad. It's like a train wreck. You're like, it's like because it's it's like you don't need to use your brain because you've accepted that it doesn't make sense <laughs> and it's like a good mind numbing. Like like let's say you just want to get like really drunk and stare at the screen. Then like yeah sure. But like if you want to care about something, don't watch this. That's a great description. They're gonna they're gonna put that on the back dude. of the box for the DVD release. If you want to care about something, don't watch this. Uh, we're gonna get so sued by them. Wait, did Netflix like make this? 
Yeah, it's Netflix original. Like, why? Because everything else they make is good. They were like, we need something bad to, like, average it yeah, out. I would say everything else they make is good. But, no, like, they it's, do not, make some good it's stuff, not that this bad. Is, this is particularly terrible. Yeah. It kind yeah. of, so as you were describing it, I was kind of thinking it seems like reverse Descendants. Like, in the movie that. Descendants, like, the villains turn good and their parents are like, why are you turning good? You're supposed to be bad or whatever. That's what I went. That's what I thought of. Yeah, for sure. And, and this show has a 37% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So <laughs> Dang. Yeah, yeah. it's not, not looking hot. Here. Not that I usually trust Rotten Tomatoes, but, but that's pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, not, not good. So if you didn't believe me and Lauren's word for it, take Rotten Tomatoes word for it. It's, um, yeah. I don't know. This guy doesn't like the Eternals trailer or the Mandalorian. <laughs> Might be a really good show. Do you want to get into this? Depends. What else do we have to talk about? Still, oh, wait. No, we, we still have to talk about big movie releases this Friday. Yes. yes. Well, and not technically this Friday because it came out in theaters a little while before. But... What? Army of the Dead? Yeah, Army of the Dead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk about Army of the Dead. I... Carter, you can go first. Okay, I'll jump. I'll jump straight in. So, um, uh, Army of the Dead, Zack Snyder's zombie movie. No connection to his Dawn of the Dead, but um, look, uh, I I didn't watch any of the trailers or anything, but just from the poster and just like the whole kind of vibe of the movie, I was like, okay, I think I might actually really get something out of this. And then after watching it, I don't know, like. It had some really cool moments. Like, when it was at its best, it was pretty freaking good. And the movie looks good. Like, all the effects were great. The zombies looked amazing. The zombie tiger, Valentine, was very cool. Yes. Um, but uh, other than that, I mean, just... The characters, I didn't really care for any of them. I remember, like, three of their names. And there's there's too many. It reminded me a lot of Suicide Squad in that way, where it's just character overload like i feel like you could have cut out like half of the main cast of this movie and you still could have done it the exact same way um but i don't know overall it's a pretty solid watch like i mean if you're just looking for something to watch and you like zombies and you like i won't really say it's a horror movie i mean maybe it's, yeah. it's just not scary to me if, if you're looking for like a pseudo horror movie just a zombie movie to watch something new it's enjoyable it's it's long, and I know you have the same sentiment, Max. That it's very, yeah, very, it's very long. Very long, very long. This movie should not have been that long either. You you could have you could have cut like a quarter of the movie, not cut it, but like cut it down, shorten yeah. things. Yeah, like yeah. shorten the movie by like twenty five percent, and probably cut the cast in half, and this movie would have been so much better. But I I don't know. That's what I got it. I got out of it. What do you think? Now, I really like this movie. Um, I know a lot of people, and I said this in my review, I said, if you're a Zack Snyder fan, you're either going to like it to love it. If you're not, it probably isn't for you. It's very much Zack Snyder. He wrote it himself. He directed it himself. He did the cinematography for the movie. Um, he pretty, This is his movie. So that's either a good thing or a bad thing, depending on who you are. Um, I was excited because Dave Bautista is starring in it, and I'm a big Bautista wrestling fan. So I've been waiting, and I like his approach to acting compared to The Rock and John Cena, who are much more action, action, action movies. And he's trying to be a serious actor. And I thought this was his best performance so far in Hollywood. I thought it was really good in the movie. Um, and 
I do agree with you, Carter. A lot of the characters I didn't care about, I did care about the father-daughter dynamic because they explain why uh, something happens with their his wife that definitely traumatizes the father-daughter relationship, which I actually liked a lot. For It made sense. Um, as you said, I like the zombies because they had like a hierarchy. Like there's there were some dumb zombies, like the stereotypical zombies, but there were also these really smart zombies who could communicate with each other. And the main the main villain, the main zombie villain, is really cool, mm-hmm. um, really cool design. But also, there's just a there's a lot of rushed characterization yeah. for a lot of characters. They try to force in that this one person liked Batista for a while and then they make a decision and you're like, well, there goes that storyline out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there are a lot of twists and turns, which is, is a good thing, but sometimes twists weren't particularly necessary. But overall, I, I really did. It's a good turn your brain off zombie movie. Like it really is yeah. a fun movie. It is way too long, but yeah. it's a fun movie. It, it, it flies by more than a lot of other Zack Snyder films. Like it's, it's, it, it's long. But it doesn't feel like two and a half hours. It might feel like two hours for me, in my opinion. But it's yeah. a fun movie. And it looked great. I mean, the budget, they got a lot of... I mean, it's built in. And Army Dead already has signed in prequel series and animated There's series. There's a like, lot going on for yeah. it, which I didn't even know yeah. it. But like like half an hour before yeah. we started doing the podcast, I like fell into this rabbit hole. I like saw a post on Instagram and I read it. I was like, okay, whatever. And it was like talking about there's a prequel movie in development about this yeah. about the safe cracker. There's a sequel anime series or a prequel anime series and then yep. like a sequel movie. And it's like, oh my god. Jeez, there's Netflix really trusts Snyder with this one. I and <laughs> what I hope what I hope about the prequels and the sequels is that we get more about the zombies. I couldn't give two shits about the main character of this movie, the humans. All I care about, like, the, what you were talking about, like, the zombie hierarchy, such a cool idea. I love that. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Like, if we can explore more of the zombies, that's what I want. Like, And my, I think my main issue with the movie, actually, is that there's a good end, there's an ending. And it's an ending that you know is coming a mile away, but it's a satisfying ending to the movie. And then it cuts to this other ending that takes up the last ten minutes of the movie, and you're like, this really wasn't, I mean, a good ending. Uh, that's kind of my main issue with the movie. There's a character that has an ending. You're like, okay, that's a good way to end the movie. And then we go to a Dutcher character. You're like, why are we ending on this particular character's journey? Yeah. So that's the movie there. But I, I really like the movie a lot. Yeah, well, um, you know, I, I think I think Zack Snyder, sometimes I think I give him some unfair hate towards Zack Snyder. You know, he has made some some great films. I haven't got a chance to watch Army of the Dead, but I will definitely this week. Um, but you know, stuff like 300, I think is like one of, you know, a, a great movie that yeah. he's directed. And you know, I did for everything, you know, positive and negative about it, I did really enjoy watching Zack Snyder's Justice League. Mm-hmm. So I I do have to give this film a chance. Um, I do see the common trend though, at least in his last two films. I mean, obviously we know the Zack Snyder's Justice League was, was incredibly long, about four hours. And then this is now a longer movie, a two and a half hour movie. Um, you know, I, yeah. I, I know you touched on earlier that the length of this film, it felt like, you know, it was a little long. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely think that once you're hitting, you know, the two hour mark in a film, you know, I, I really gotta, it really has to be something inc- incredibly engaging for me to stay yeah. on board with this. Yeah. You know, like I, I prefer I, my movies a good hour and a half, hour 45. But, yeah. But I'll say this though. I love that about Zack Snyder. He doesn't change who he is. He makes the films mm-hmm. that he makes. And every Zack Snyder film feels like a Zack Snyder film. If you, he, makes, he makes long movies. If you don't like long movies or you don't like him, 
Joe watches movies and he doesn't really care about that. He makes his own films, which I think a lot of other directors don't have the balls of doing in today's oh, yeah. day and age. I, res- I respect him a lot, honestly. He's a good guy. Absolutely. I think that's a fair point. I saw Yulia message in our chat just now that um, she said, Jacob, just admit you hate everything. And I don't hate everything, okay, guys? I don't hate everything. You sure? You sure? <laughs> Jacob, you have Listen, I, I have proof. I, I do I do have a lot to watch. I do have a lot to watch. And I might say I might just say on that point, you know, we, we have a bunch of different films coming up um, soon. Yeah. You know, The Conjuring, uh, The Conjuring, the third movie, The Devil Made Me yep. Do It, that's going to come out June 4th. I'm a huge fan of the first two Conjuring movies. Love them. They're like two Come of my on. favorite horror movies of all time. So I cannot wait for this third movie. You know, we got mm-hmm. Lucifer, season five, part two. Uh, that's going to be coming out this Friday. I'm going to be binging all that in a matter of however however many hours it is or whatever, all the second half of the season combined. That's exactly how long it's going to take for me to finish it. Because believe me, I'll be on Netflix refreshing until uh, season five, part two is out. And, and I'm excited. I'll be watching it. I'm a huge Lucifer fan. So, you know, there are things that I like, all right? I just... It's also a lot of things I don't like. So, so I go both ways. Um, you know, absolutely. But, um, you know, I, I think we definitely have uh, a ton of stuff to talk about next week. And I can't wait. Believe me, while you guys were talking, I made a little watch list. All right, I have everything on there. I'm going to be watching Army of the Dead, Cruella, you know, qu- the first two, Quiet, uh, Quiet Place 1 and 2. Yeah. I'll, I'll, re- I'll recap on Clone Wars and, and watch Current to Bad Batch. I got Lucifer Season 5. I'm here. I'm ready. Um, you missed High School Musical, the musical, the series. So, so, <laughs> yeah, listen to Max because I know what he's gonna say, and I'm also here for it. Wait, can I, can I talk about the show for like two minutes? And sure. Then yeah. So this past Friday, Modoc, which is a Marvel TV show, which is TV matured, so it did not drop on Disney Plus. It's on Hulu. All 10 episodes came out on Friday, and I'm shocked it isn't a bigger deal because, like, Iron Man's in the show. I mean, it's a Marvel show. Um, it is TV matured. It's rated, uh, it's rated R. It's violent. So I wanted to watch the show because I just saw Invincible, which is a TV matured animated show, and adored it. So I was kind of excited. Now, this is different, totally different from Invincible. Um, it isn't taking itself seriously at all. Um, and the episodes are 23 to 25 minutes. So you can really binge this really easily. Um, Patton Oswalt is the main character. He voiced Remy and Ratatouille. He's just a very famous voice actor. He plays Modoc, who is a big supervillain, um, who runs his company AIM, which we've seen in the MCU before. Um, and then Beck Bennett plays, um, who's from SNL, plays a company business person who is trying to buy the company from him. At the same time, he's getting a divorce from his wife and he has his whole family with Ben Schwartz is in it. Um, I found this was really funny. This show was really funny. Um, really quick. It was really funny, really violent. I couldn't believe how raunchy it was. Um, especially the last couple episodes of the, of the show. Um, it wasn't great or anything, but I do think that it deserves a season two because it sets up a lot for a pre-epic season two. Um, you can tell that this first season was kind of like set up, like we're going to have, we're going to build this family dynamic. We're going to really give a big characterization to this main character. And then we're going to make this a huge Marvel-like thing in the next season. So it has I don't think it has been greenlit yet. But if it's not, it, it, it's banking on it. Because the last 10 minutes, there's a lot to talk about. But I know Carter watched it, the first episode at least. I know. What did you think? I, I really enjoyed it. I, I haven't seen um, what it... 
what it not I can't say it reminded me of because I haven't seen it, but what it made me think of is the Harley Quinn series that DC's been pushing, where it's it's like we want to do something that's really different from what we want to do with our movies. So let's do an animated series for a streaming service. We can make it R-rated. We can go off the rails. We can do whatever we want with the characters because it's not attached yeah. to our estab for DC established universe. It's not the yeah, exactly. And I, I feel like that's a breath of fresh air because like almost everything Marvel that we've been getting that's at least mainstream other than into the Spider-Verse has been in the MCU. I mean, I, I guess Venom, you can count in that too. But it, it's just nice to like just have this like funny, like just totally different uh, Marvel show. It's really cool. Uh, the animation style is really great. It's pretty much the same way they do Robot Chicken. Is it actually stop motion, yeah. Max? Do you know? It, That's awesome. An, the, I love that. It is the same people from oh, really? Robot Chicken who, who did this awesome. show. Yeah, like Seth, Seth Green's a producer. It's all the same That's awesome. people. That's good it's to know. It's just like that. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of people say it's like Robot Chicken meets Family Guy. It's kind of like the people are talking about it. Oh, it's, um, it's far it's beyond very, Family Guy. It's much better. But I, it is very funny, and um, if you're a Marvel fan, I, I've never heard of this character before. So oh, really? this character, yeah, I've never heard of Modok before. So I was pretty excited. They don't go deep though. I wish they went a lot deeper. Like I don't even know what Modok stands for, which I think I should have known by the end of the series. They say it at the beginning um, of the first episode. Yeah, and then you keep and then you binge it and you kind of forget what it That's stands true. for. I um, but right yeah, but it's a fun show if you're a Marvel fan. All 10 episodes, it's like 20 minutes, so, I mean, it's easy to binge, but not a lot of people are talking about it, so maybe these animated shows that are TV-matured need more love because they're doing something so off the rails, but in a fresh mm-hmm. way, which I think a lot of people yeah. need to be talking about. Just like no one was talking about Invincible, no one's talking about yeah. this show. I think these type well, of shows need more love, for sure. That, yeah, there. I might. I don't want to go off into a bigger tangent about this because I definitely could. But I think the big show with like these, like mat- the big problem with these mature shows. Well, I love The Boys. The Boys is one of my absolute favorite shows. And like you guys are saying about um, Invincible, both of those are on Prime. Modoc's on Hulu. Prime and Hulu are both like kind of toward the bottom of like the major hierarchy of the streaming yeah. services, where everybody, like everybody, watches big things that are on Netflix, Disney Plus. And not really HBO Max, but like the big things that are on HBO Max are releasing in theaters. So that kind of fits in there. All those get a lot of buzz because I don't, I feel like everybody, not everybody has, but most people have Netflix and Disney Plus and maybe HBO Max where they go see it in the theaters. Hulu and Prime, on the other hand, definitely aren't even close to being as a- advertised as much and just aren't, I don't know, just I guess aren't owned yeah. by as many people if that makes sense which could be a big issue in this like and disney owns hulu and i get why they didn't put on disney plus because disney plus yeah. obviously it's all for kids kid friendly they're all pg or pg-13 things but at some point disney plus is going to have to expand its library to other stuff because this thing is a marvel show yep. that no one's talking about and this is on hulu i know Hulu's owned by disney it's still under the disney umbrella but um i still think disney plus would have I think it would have helped the show out a lot more. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. This show, this show could be huge if it was on Disney Plus. Like, if, if it, it could, it fits perfectly in for that adult crowd of Marvel. Like, it, it definitely could have gotten a lot more conversation. I definitely agree with that. I do think that there is an unfair stigma that surrounds everything that's animated. 
you know, to a degree, you know, I think Invincible has done a great job and been very popular and successful. But I do think if, you know, your movie, your show is animated, there's going to be a select audience that's just not going to be able to watch it. It's animated. They instantly turn it off. They don't give the story, the characters, the plot a Mm -hmm. chance, you know, um, and and I think that is something that scares a lot of, you know, uh, companies um, and makes them shy away from putting too, too much money into things that are animated. I mean, you look mm-hmm. at look at um, Invincible, for example. I mean, as you can yeah. see, that just knocked it right out of the park in terms of popularity, um, and that's yeah. all only on Amazon Prime Video, you know, which is it's not still, nearly still, the man. streaming service that you know Netflix or HBO Max or you know Disney yeah. Plus are. And I'm sure that still, you know, those companies are looking back, thinking, "Wow, I wish I had that on my streaming service now." Invincible was popular for for, for a particular audience. Like when it was going up against Falcon Winter Soldier every week, even the season finale, people were talking about it, but not on a major level. Like I think the show deserved that, and I think this show now, this show not in the same ballpark as Invincible, mm-hmm. but still, I think the creators of, of these types of shows and animated movies should be given more respect and given the chance to prove themselves. Like Spider Verse, a lot of people doubted that movie would even be good because it's mm-hmm. animated. And look what that did. It became one of the most, probably the best Spider-Man movie a lot of people say. So I think you have to give animators, they work really hard a lot. I mean, the work, especially for MODOK, which is totally different animation from anything I've ever seen. So um, you got to give these creators a chance, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. You opened up a whole tangent right there for me when you said it's the best Spider-Man movie. No, I oh, just, no, are we... oh, oh, I it's, it's up there. Movie. It's definitely at least up there. It's my third. It's, it's, my, third. Third. it's my third. Probably my... Oh, God, I don't even... It, no, Spider-Man it's my... One, Homecoming and, and uh, Spider-Verse are my top and three. Spider, Spider-Verse is my favorite. Oh. No, it's yeah. my favorite. Homecoming is not that good, bro. What are you oh. talking about? And you're going to have all that above Spider-Man 2? Homecoming's yeah. better than the majority of the Raimi movies. No, it's better than Spider-Man 2. It's not better than Spider-Man 1. Oh, it's better than Spider-Man 1 and 3. Or at least I enjoy it more. Spider-Man 2 is a major issue of Peter losing his powers Doesn't is not a good storyline. That's my only issue with that movie. Uh, it, is an, it is not that compelling of a story. It totally is. It definitely is. It's not. It's the only oh, thing he has to live as a, in Spider-Man Two. Peter Parker has to live as a normal person for a portion of the movie, and he has to. He has no powers. He has to learn like <laughs> these powers are a gift. They're not just like a curse for him. Like he throws them away, then he no, loses the, it. The way it happens doesn't make a lot of sense, in my opinion. Like when it, it's, when all it tied, to his, happen, it's all tied to his emotions. It's all tied to his mm-hmm. like state of mind and his confidence. So it's the powers uh, are him. You have to manifest that, your power. Well, no, but that works. Psychological. That works. It works perfectly for the character of Peter Parker because Peter Parker is what if we took one of these really strong superheroes and made him a teenager? It makes total sense that like a lack of confidence would reduce his powers. It makes sense. I well, think it works. Well, here, you know what? I, I do. We are a little bit over our time, so I do unfortunately have to stop you guys. I, I do want to end everything saying Yulia's in our chat and she she is a fan of the Amazing Spider-Man and she thinks that's the best. Oh so so here, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get everybody out here to argue on behalf of all the Spider-Man movies, and you know this is gonna happen. Yulia's we're gonna get her on as a guest uh, for the for the podcast, and we'll all. Argue Spider-Man, all right? This is this is gonna. We'll happen. rank him. We'll rank him. Yeah, exa- I was just about to say the idea we had with the Star Wars movies. Let's do it with Spider-Man, and we can do Absolutely. it before Far From Home comes out toward the end of this year, or before that. I'd rather do it before that. I want to do this like next week. Let's yeah, do it. Absolutely. You mean No Way Home, right? 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they're all the same title. They all sound the same. It's true, because they're, like they're all bad. Because they're all bad. No, they're not all they're bad. All bad. They're all lame. They're all MCU copies. Coming close. Coming close. <laughs> I've never seen Spider-Man. Um, oh, don't watch the MCU ones. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right, this I slander. Like this slander. Well, we we have to we have to end this episode, or I'm gonna my I'm gonna burst. My head's gonna explode. All right. So with that being said, thank you guys for watching. We all appreciate you, and we will see you guys in the next episode of the Movie Mafia. All right, and we'll be talking Spider-Man like crazy. All right. Peace, everybody.